0: Travis there are a lot of dragons <laughs> yeah there's a few dang there's so there's much just... stuff about dragons how are we gonna cram this into two Uh. I feel like we're this gonna, is...
1: we're gonna do the best we can
0: we've been talking about this for like months and we still this is like we just kind of decided today I know this is like high school <laughs> I just kept putting it off and I was like I'll figure it out I'll figure it out I'll figure it out and now we're here it's exam time baby it's exam... so now I'm just gonna like A B D B C B D So, so we're, so we're talking about dragons, uh, and I think we've just decided, like, 15, like, as I was hitting record, we decided, uh, we are gonna split it up, we're gonna do all of the chromatic dragons, and then we're gonna do all the metallic dragons next time. Yeah. Uh, because they, they're just different enough in a fight that I don't wanna, like, right? Like, I feel like it'll...
1: Metallic dragons have like a little extra stank on top of regular dragon stuff. Yeah, I
0: feel like so. there's just too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is factual. Yeah. Just too there's much. Too much. There's
0: too much, but I didn't want to do ten episodes of all the different kinds of dragons. We should,
1: uh, you know, what we should do? We should just do what Wizards of the Coast did, and we should say this is what dragons are about. They're mad and they like treasure and stuff. And then we move on. The end. <laughs> the end.
0: So see you next time for Drow. <laughs> no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Uh, so, you know, it's a dragon. Perhaps the most ubiquitous monster of anything.
1: Ryan, what's a dragon? It's a dragon? No one will
0: tell me. No one will tell me what a dragon is. is I've that... read seven... I don't know what a
1: dragon is. I've read all these pages. I've learned
0: about dragging. <laughs> I, I is that often, the same? I often dress in drag. Are those all the same things? No, I don't think they are. Dragons, they're like... uh, The book tells us, get ready for this. (laughs) It's a lizard, but big, with (laughs) wings. Uh, And they breathe kinds of stuff.
1: I've heard they're fearsome.
0: Mm -hmm. And also vain and covetous. (laughs) Which we'll learn in great detail. So basically, uh, the book, you know, it's a dragon, it's a dragon. Uh, The book tells us that there are... Various divides of dragons, so generally speaking, they're true dragons, which are winged reptiles, which is again a weird phrase to I never considered a dragon to be like a reptile even though I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of imagined them as like mon- like a special breed of monstrosity or whatever. Yeah, it shouldn't fit
1: under the kind of biological term as we know. Right, and,
0: and that should... That feels like that should be the case in D&D as well, because, like, Bahamut made all the dragons, right? So, like, it's not like Bahamut's the god of reptiles. Yeah. It's like there's a special kind it's of a creature, a dragon.
1: Yeah, it's not like dragons are beasts. Yeah. Reptiles are beasts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Plus, like, ain't nothing scaly like a dragon in in the real life like that. I'm imagining, like, dragons... I usually am... And this, you know, might not necessarily be... But, but kind of... I'll well, maybe not. I guess, like, dragons... I don't know. What's your read on that? Are they like scales, like? It, it depends like on the fish? type. It depends on the type of dragon, I think. For me, because like,
1: the black dragons have this weird kind of crackly. I yeah. imagine that their scales feel like if you knocked on them, it would be like knocking on a stone.
0: Oh, really? I was imagining like a Komodo dragon, right? Like just leathery hide. That's
1: how I feel about blue. Blue mm. dragons look like they're just all leathery shit, mm. <laughs> which makes dragons really hard to pin as just
0: reptiles. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, it's a dragon. It's a big thing, what got a big teeth and big wings. Uh, Beyond the true dragons, the book tells us that there are other kinds of dragons, like turtle dragons and wyverns and whatnot, and we'll get into all of those as time goes on. But the book tells us that only these kinds of dragons are the true dragons, uh, and that they kind of act in accordance to this sort of divine mandate of, of sorts, right? Like, so all of these kinds of dragons act in certain ways. Um, the book tells us, for the first time, that regardless <laughs> that regardless of their color, all dragons' color or like makeup, all dragons covet wealth, and they will often make big hordes of stuff. Uh, and consequently, the dragons typically will have like nests and yeah. sorts like like homes, like homesteads that they they don't like leaving. You know, millionaire stuff.
1: Yeah, keep all your, keep all of your.
0: Possessions where you put your eggs, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, those are two things you want next to each other. Yeah, my this gold statue of me is exactly as precious as my child I
1: put it in my baby's room to remind Mm -hmm. it who's boss.
0: Sharpen the guillotine. (laughs) The book tells us that there are uh very specific lifestyles for the dragons where they'll go from wormlings, which are tiny little dragonlets, to big ancient dragons that can live a thousand years, no problem.
1: Yeah, it's important to note that even wormlings, as small as they are on the scale of dragons, are like man sized. Yeah, they're still just they're like just a big ass six foot yeah. reptiles, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the time scale is quite interesting because uh, they don't put like an end cap on. On on what how old ancient dragons can be, and I do like to think of them as like deathless. Yeah. Uh, in the like Tolkien fashion, where like you can kill a dragon, but they won't just die by themselves.
1: Yeah, it's funny to me because like it does imply like the sentence that specifically says they can live for over a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most relevant scale of time the book has. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing lives longer than that. Yeah, Why that does it impossible. even matter? Yeah. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Oh, for 1,003 years! <laughs> oh uh, the book also goes on to mention that uh, dragons can innately cast spells if you want to employ this. Sl- it's one of those little blue box variant things where, depending on how tough a dragon is, they can cast a certain amount of spells uh, equal, equal to no higher than one third the dragon's challenge rating rounded down, which, like, don't make me count thirds, <laughs> don't make me do thirds. It is, uh, like, relatively... I I do
1: like that they gave a specific kind of, like, Mm -hmm. this is how powerful a spell should be for this CR of dragon. Because they don't do that for a lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) They don't give you the guide.
0: Yeah. No, I'm glad it's included. Uh, Personally, whenever I make a dragon that wants to cast spells, I usually just make them, like, wizards, because that feels right, like you're hoarding arcane knowledge. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, But it doesn't necessarily apply to like white dragons wouldn't be able to cast a spell right. cuz they're the dumb ones. So yeah. like I, I do like that there's an inherent spell casting thing cuz they're magical creatures and that makes sense to me. Yeah. So now that we've all now that we've all settled and found out what a dragon is, now that we're all on the same page now as to I what a dragon is. Yeah. Let's uh so so there are two kinds of dragons. There are the there are the chromatic dragons, which are like Magic the Gathering colors, black, gro- black, 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 blue, green, red and white. Uh, and then there are metallic dragons, which are like brass and silver and gold and uh, bronze. bronze, copper, copper. yeah. Uh, and they are on a, an alignment divide, right? So we're going to do all the chromatic dragons first, uh, but just know that all the chromatic ones that we're about to talk about, they are like various shades of evil and all the metallic ones are various shades of like good or at least not evil (laughs) yeah worldly benevolent yeah (laughs) variously benevolent with with (laughs) some exceptions we'll get to next time uh so let's focus let's start this long process of talking about all the chromatic dragons the
1: longest episodes of tooth and nail you buckle in right now it won't be like (laughs) do you remember
0: like back when we were doing dark souls and they were like two hour long (laughs) yes i do things my poor Uh, ass My tired ass yeah well rest your rest your ass uh because (laughs) i'm capping this on a hard like 90 minutes that's fair that's
1: a fair length
0: so buckle up pack your bags make yourself a little sandwich hopefully you put lettuce in it uh we're going to get ourselves going.
1: We're going to, like, get down. It's going to be, like,
0: 45 minutes. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, chromatic dragons. Yeah. Black, blue, green, red, and white. They are the evil side of dragonkind. The book tells us that they are all aggressive and gluttonous and vain and evil and hoarding and... Powerful and deadly. <laughs> when,
1: when put in a list like that, I do wish these weren't chromatic dragons and they were said like aggressive dragon, vain oh, dragon. That would be like, quite good. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish that they like had the done seven it, like, deadly sins, sins of, of dragon. Yeah, yeah. But then we'd have to do seven
0: dragons. and <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm already longer. tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally speaking, Chromatic dragons are particularly greedy, right? They like hoard. They're like are possessive of all their wealth, as opposed to the dragons we'll get into later, which just like kind of like collecting stuff. They just like it, yeah.
1: They just think it's neat.
0: Yeah, this is the the abusive side of being a billionaire, where you hold on to every red cent that you have. Uh, and generally speaking, they will go out of their way to amass wealth, and then in very many many cases, they'll like go out of their way to, like, attack villages and whatnot to steal whatever stuff they have, because all wealth belongs to them by right. Yeah, they they believe that anybody
1: else who has wealth clearly stole it from them! Exactly. It's just like...
0: Yeah. And dragons, <laughs> the book tells us that they are pretty egotistical creatures, and, you yeah. know, pretty pretty self-serving and whatnot, as you would expect from an evil creature. Uh, they all hang out with their lairs, as we... And they all hang out with their... This is my house, Steve. <laughs> so... They all hang out in their lairs uh, where they keep all their stuff, uh, and they often will put the Chromatic Dragons in particular will hide out in very dangerous and remote locations in order to keep people from prying in on them, right, as, as a defensive measure. Uh, adorably, like Voltron, or I guess, again, like Magic the Gathering, they all have their special little landscapes uh, in which they like to hang out, uh, and they will usually trick out these lairs with traps and... Guardians and all sorts of creatures and whatnot. There is a sort of evil dragon goddess that the book tells us about, right? So there's the the platinum dragon Bahamut, who created all the dragons, uh, and is like a good-aligned creature. And then there's Tiamat, which we mentioned last time, who's the dragon queen, and she's the the goddess of all of the evil dragons, uh, and she hangs out on the first layer of the nine hells, if you remember Avernus, uh, and generally, you know, is just like a bad a bad enough dude to hang out in hells. <laughs> I do like Tiamat's
1: kind of like the position that she's in, mm-hmm. in, I, I think it's probably just modern D&D lore, where mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, she was the ruler of Avernus, and then at some point, Asmodeus was like, I'm not feeling your vibe right yeah. now, dragon lady, so, uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of swatted her out of yeah, the sky. Yeah, for some reason, yeah,
0: <laughs> the, the Asmodeus, there's like some the book tells us that there's some bad blood between tiamat and asmodeus who like has stripped her of her her rank as the the ruler of the of Avernus. so now she just like hangs out there
1: now she's just like a patron yeah like
0: a warlock patron yeah <laughs> i kind of wish that we had gotten like a uh maybe not like a b-side of her like, kind of like a like a skeletal structure of her or whatever, because the book tells us that she has five heads, each of the chromatic dragons, uh, and and that just like seems cool. And I'm I interested. love
1: every picture of Tiamat I've ever seen, but mm. I would love like the what is the anatomy of the five? Yeah, what's going on Sh- in this yeah, region? Yeah, show me that
0: lump where all the necks <laughs> connect. Show me the, what that spine do. What are all of the breath sacks in here? Mm-hmm. Show me this X. I like it. I like it quite a bit. So, first one. Up on the docket, black dragons. Uh, I love the art for this guy. Like I love their heads. They yeah. Their heads look like skulls uh, with like little, I don't know, ram horns picking out. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Along the along the sides of its jaw. And these are something like the aquatic dragons. So so they like, they hang out in the swamps. But these are the ones that are the best swimmers. So they have like fins uh, along their their back, uh, which are quite cool. I kind of wish that so they're they're claws are lightly webbed i wish they were like super webbed yeah
1: like all the way down to the the tip
0: yeah i want Just... like a duck up in here
1: <laughs> that'd be pretty good
0: yeah but then you know beyond that you know it looks like a dragon they have black scales on uh, big uh, well in this particular case like big um chat ta- ta- chat ripped ripped isn't the tattered that's Tat- the word tattered, i was looking at yeah. tattered. tattered is right. tattered holy wings uh, but that, like, skeleton, I love how they don't have, like, a nose, but rather they're, it's just, like, skull face with flesh on top. <laughs> it's quite cool. I like that quite a bit. Yeah.
1: Something that I uh, noticed more when I looked at older editions and then kind of freshly noticed on the newer one mm-hmm. is that it has, like, a kind of barbed stinger on the end of its tail. Oh, really?
0: Is that it, something in... Oh, yeah, it does have a little yeah. stinger at the end.
1: It's It's a thing that persists in various degrees through all the edition art. Yeah, and you know uh, what?
0: The tips of their wings are hooked like bat's wings as well, which is not something I noticed yeah. uh, the first time I looked. That's also quite neat. So it's, it's a neat little design thing. Um, mm. Do they? Are they particularly poisonous? Do you know? If, well, I mean, like I know they spit acid, but does, does I think their it's, stinger?
1: I think it's specifically just acid. I don't uh-huh. think it uh, does like anything special. Okay. Um, but uh, it is interesting that you mentioned like poisonous, mm. venomous. Yeah. Uh, Past editions. Yes. Fourth edition, pretty much just like fifth edition. It's yeah. kind of got the skull face. A little sleeker, yeah. Yeah, a little sleeker. Uh, third edition, kind of low-res picture, but it does have the webby duck feet that you liked. Oh, there they are. That's <laughs> exactly what I wanted. Down. Thanks. Thanks, 3 Yeah, and you notice, like, they all have yeah the barbed tail. barbed tail. And then, uh, all the way back in first and second edition, black dragons, they were just big snakes. Oh. They, were just snakes. they were just snakes. That's
0: fun. They didn't, they
1: didn't have skull face. They just were snakes. Oh, I love that second <laughs> one. Blah. <laughs> that was the thing that made me giggle earlier. I was like, yes, skull face, you're right. Blah,
0: a snake. Oh, he looks like a renaissance <laughs> painting of what he is, which is really cute. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite good. I, I'm surprised, do they, i surprised today I... Red, maybe I missed something. Do they bring up the little barb tail in the lore for Black guys? Not that I remember, no. It doesn't seem like
1: it, and they're... It's, there isn't really anything about it on the stat block more than usual. Yeah, and their tails don't do any, like, weird damage. Oh, they don't even do acid damage, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just a, a design choice they had, I guess, but yeah. it never really...
0: Yeah, weird how it never uh, doesn't come to anything. Uh, their lore is pretty cool uh i love the so generally speaking we're just gonna kind of blow by blow it otherwise we'll be here all day yeah um black dragons are known for being like particularly like sadistic and cruel right so they will go out of their way to like hurt things even when it doesn't really benefit them uh there's some cool, like, little physiological details where, like, the book tells us that the acid in their blood dissolves their flesh yeah, as they live. their face. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so, like, their faces will get more and more skeletal and whatnot as, as time goes on, which is quite cool. Uh, these guys, they're, they hang out in the swamps, and they're, like, the purveyors of, of acid damage, right? So, like, their breath weapons do acid damage, and they're all, all full of that acid. Uh, but because they live in swamps, they're also strong swimmers as well.
1: Yeah, and it's fun, uh, their whole living in swamps thing, because it kind of makes them the master of these, like, creatures in the swamp with their lair stuff. Mm-hmm. They just have centipedes, scorpions, and snakes at their side all the time, defending yeah. their lair their for them.
0: Yeah, and supposedly, like, kobolds hang out in there a lot as well. Like, supposedly there's, like, big kobold infestations, which is also cool.
1: <laughs> it does say that... <laughs> It does imply that the kobolds use centipede bites and scorpion stings in the text, which just leads me to believe there are kobolds riding giant scorpions in the dragon lair. (laughs)
0: Get em. Which is real good. Yeah, or, like, pocket centipedes. <laughs> 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 which are like, quite a bit, we did that in tandem. You couldn't see it because of the format uh, of the show. But we did simultaneously, like... like Throw out a hand like, and go, wow, <laughs> Like, this Ginyu squad or, like, Power Rangers we did. Uh, throw out imaginary centipedes. Sometimes they get evil lizard
1: folk in their lair, too. Yeah, but... which is like, whatever, it's yeah.
0: kobolds, but not. Yeah. Uh... Beyond that, that is more or less what they're about. There's this thing where the book, and this is going to become more salient the longer we go, but there's this thing where all of the dragons have to be the most dragon. So there's, (laughs) for every, like, one really cool detail, there's, like, two paragraphs of, like, they fight and eat the things, for they are the cruelest and most covetous of of all dragons and whatnot. Always. Uh, So, like, the only other import is that, like, black dragons are particularly self-serving, I guess. But, like, not really. Like, it says that they'll flee their homes in order to save themselves if need be, which I feel like is not necessarily something other dragons would do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, The other detail that I like each dragon, at least most of the dragons get, is they all have, like, a particular wealth desire. Mm. Like, this one's black dragons specifically like treasure and magic items from crumbled empires the longer that they've been living and the more empires they've seen fall the better the treasure that kind right. of thing
0: yeah that's quite cool and you know in addition to swamps they'll often make their homes in ruins as well they're just kind of like preoccupied with yeah dead and gone things which is kind of neat
1: yeah.
0: um blue dragons also look quite cool they kind of have like uh the one in the book kind of has like a. you know how like in jurassic park a lot of the dinosaurs will have just a lot of nostrils. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we got going on with the blue dragon. There's just a lot of holes in its face. Which... Yeah, I had, I had seen the blue dragon before
1: the black dragon, and mm-hmm. when it was like, the black dragon has a face resembling a skull, I was like, yeah, but have you seen this one? <laughs> <laughs> like...
0: That at least looks like a person's skull. Yeah, just...
1: this thing is like... It's like Swiss cheese up in here. Yeah, it looks like, to me, it vaguely looks like what I imagine... Like in an old cartoon, if you had struck a blue dragon with lightning, this is like the inside shot that it would do. The x-ray of a face. Yeah,
0: it kind of, it almost has like a deep sea look as well. Like its jaw is kind of angler fish-like, which is neat. And it has this big protruding horn that is... I love um,
1: its lightning rod horn. I love it so much. uh,
0: Which is quite cool. Uh, They're covered in blue scales, they're blue dragons. Their wings are also like spotted, or at least in the picture here, the, the wings are quite spotted. Uh, in a way that I think is pretty cool I don't know, it does strike me as I know these are like burrowers and they hang out in the desert and whatnot, uh, but it does kind of hit me in that deep sea kind of way with the weird discolorations and the holes everywhere in the jaw and stuff Yeah, I can see that uh, I wonder where all that sand goes when they burrow. Like you probably get go well, up in the nose quite a bit. <laughs> well, because the the book says
1: that what they do is that they just kind of shock the ground and the sand to crystallize it, and then just bust and just, through, like, break on through, which seems dangerous. But they
0: also like. Bury their stuff in sand. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah, they also do just kind of, like, wiggle underground. So I imagine there's like like, yeah,
0: I imagine it's like like its nose is a filter. It's got to just, like... It keeps all the sand from getting in its mouth.
1: It's got to tilt itself to the left, like, oh, I've got so many crevices in my head.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're full of sand. Why did God make me this way? (laughs) It's rough and coarse. And kind of interestingly, uh, this wretched-looking, holy motherfucker is supposed to be the most vain of dragons, right? So, like, yeah. these guys are the ones that are supposed to be the most uh, high on their own facial supply.
1: I can't wait to show you the first edition art of this
0: guy. <laughs> uh, the book tells us that they tend to be, you know, they have, like, very lustrous, beautiful scales and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and they generally have like the greatest egos of all of the dragons and they won't stand for any slights or whatnot and will immediately take vengeance on any perceived like threats to its ego effectively the book tells us that they you know they eat people like a dragon does Mm -hmm. uh the book Tells us more interestingly that they have a really fun means of tricking people into getting clear nearby where they just like stuff their entire bodies into the I sand. So
1: much, uh,
0: such that just their little like horn pops out is like just a weird desert feature. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, look at
1: that weird rock. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then when people get in close, to the blue. Just...
1: I am mad that it says that it comes out and like, but b- I thought for sure that the little like nose horn would be electric. Oh, hot. and it just like. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs>
0: That would be quite good. I do like the idea of like, you know, we're and this could yeah. be an, an adventure hook of like, oh, we're a bunch of level five whatevers. <laughs> I love this, walking through the desert. <laughs> boy, the rocks are so cool. Oh no. <laughs> oh no.
1: Oh.
0: And then you know, <laughs> beans. And then hilarity ensues. Yeah. Blue dragons. were told that they like uh, hoarding gems. Right. They prefer like sapphires and various beautiful gemstones book also tells us that they also value cool people right so uh blue dragons like having like people just worship them like cool people that like them a lot so Mm -hmm. blue dragons will often try to uh claim or barter for like just variously higher like bards and wizards and artists and whatnot just whoever can can make the dragon feel cool and such. And then as, as so often the case, the blue dragons will also have whatever, like, creatures are around, so like ongags and, and whatever whatever critters what lurk in the desert are nearby, well, they'll kind of, I don't know, like, magically influence them to, to come be to come hang out with them? Is it like a it, actual, do I speak <clears throat> centipede or whatever? The lair things
1: for dragons kind of uh, seem to imply that they have, like, a a communication yeah. with these creatures uh i don't remember which one specifically one of them it literally says like they are the eyes and ears yeah, of the yeah, dragon
0: the the forest there's like mm. squirrels and shit yeah. can talk to green dragons <laughs>
1: which is wild yeah but
0: that's <laughs> uh so that's that's weird they also interestingly blue dragons specifically can uh summon like air elementals they're like kind of naturally they have like a sort of natural magnetism for air elementals which is kind of cool
1: wherever they are, Dust Devils just kind of yeah. are also. Yeah, they just kinda of show
0: up, which is neat. This is one of those things, like, especially when we get to the most powerful, I love Lair and Regional Effects because it's like I'm just so much Yeah, I'm that the so world much. is is <laughs> bending over backwards to be be me.
1: Yeah, it's like it was cool with like aboliths cause like oh a Baron stuff is cool. But I like yeah. also just magical shit. Yeah. Like magical fantasy shit that's so strong the world yeah. is just like well, <laughs> yeah, especially
0: for blue dragons cuz they're so like egotistical. I like the idea that they're just like so much <laughs> like it's just so me that they they're just like terror like terraforming the world with with their spirit. I
1: want to show you. Yeah, show me uh here. yeah,
0: show me what the the blue the
1: so like. So 4th edition is regal. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the things I wanted to say also uh so the book does say that by burrowing in the sand it makes their Scales like shiny and brilliant. Yeah, like that super a doesn't exfoliate. really show in the fifth edition right. one. It's all, all dusty yeah. and kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, so here's uh your regal fourth edition up on the mountain, Ooh, oh, <laughs> looking into the distance. Yeah, look at that
0: plateau. <laughs> what a what same a...
1: basic design. They're yeah. pretty consistent from third edition on with their dragon design. Yeah. yeah um, that seems to be the case. Third edition just kind of yeah more or, you or less that, right about the spotted wings. That's mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, so then. I don't know. There's this trend with 2nd edition where all the dragons kind of look like various creatures, but now they're dragons. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on with Blue.
0: <laughs> he's like <laughs> dragon tails.
1: Yeah, he's got kind of like. There are parts of the face that are kind of. Yeah. You know, doggy. I don't know it's, what I'm looking for. It's like... very
0: like choose your own adventure book, which, you know, feels appropriate. <laughs> it's very like dramatic line work, uh, kind of human style thing. Yeah. I like his little like fur tufts. Yeah, on has. the wrists yeah, or on whatever, wrists. Like on the arms. I, I like that quite a bit.
1: Um, and then you wanted a fabulous egotistical yep. blue dragon. Sure did. First edition. Say the first thing that comes to your mind that you think this dragon is saying.
0: Oh, <laughs> Ha! Oh, it's like they like tea <laughs> has just been thrown in in their face.
1: Oh. It's got like scale eyelashes on the side of its eyes. Yeah. Like it's got the the magnificent fins. It's just so <laughs> fucking like oh, oh.
0: <laughs> yep, sure I does. love this
1: one so much. Yeah,
0: I do like the dragon li- liner, with the dragon eyeliner. oh <laughs> uh, that's quite good. I do. I do miss face holes. Oh, of course. Uh, I. This
1: is a the. the Dragon design we have now is very good. It's just that this one is I I cherish this picture. How dare you?
0: (laughs) You're coming to my lair. Yeah. I like it. I do like that. It's even
1: got the one off. Yeah,
0: with the one like popped (laughs) wrist. Uh, Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What a good, what a good.
1: Oh, dragons. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just needed to share that with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Green Dragons, uh, I also like, like, I'm finding that the art is pretty uniformly pretty cool. Like, the silhouette, I was wondering, I was kind of concerned when we got up to this point, like, how cool and differentiated all the design work would be for the dragons. It's pretty wild, because even, like, through the chromatic, all the dragons
1: have pretty distinct silhouettes. Yeah, yeah, it's quite
0: (laughs) cool. The Green Dragons, uh, I love their Disney face. They are, like, very (laughs) distorted, like, cartoonishly curved Disney face. It's
1: very true. I could see this thing talking to like a princess. Yeah, like Captain Hook or something. Yeah. It's very good.
0: I like it quite a bit. They have like these really like distinctive like chins leading it like up and around hooked into a John. It looks like
1: it's just kind of being like.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They also have like a really long fin that goes all the way down their spines as well, which is pretty neat. And I like their like chubby little claws that they have as well. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't necessarily read to me as like forest. Uh,
1: yeah, so I I like the reasoning they gave behind the evolution of the long neck mm. in the book, where mm. is basically like they live in forests and their necks grew very long so they could just look above the trees without standing up. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's very good. Yeah, I understand that's, that.
0: Yeah, that's However, cool. it has the face of a crocodile, sir. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't quite explain the crocodile face in the fins, but I do like the neck thing that's quite good i think truthfully like i think green dragons might be my favorite out of the chromatic uh the book tells us that these are like the wily tricky ones yeah
1: they're always scheming yeah they're always thinking
0: yeah they're always they got a whole bunch of stuff i love the layer actions that they get uh they i've actually looked at the layer actions. they will get to them in a bit they're quite cool or at least there's one particularly thing that i'm like oh you son of a bitch. <laughs> So they like, so they're like almost like devils. They like to corrupt good-hearted creatures uh, that are around. The, I like that uh, there's a little detail where like the their scales get lighter as they age. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like the opposite of what you would expect. They start out with pretty dark scales and then they get brighter and brighter as they go on.
1: Yeah, like they start out very small and so their scales are dark and they hide in the brush. Mm-hmm. And then and as then they get they... into the size of trees, they're yeah, like, I've yeah. got to start looking like a tree. Yeah, or even like
0: I almost like. Because, like, it doesn't, it, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, like, evolutionarily speaking, yeah. not from a, oh, I decide I'm going to be lighter. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it is, it is quite cool. Uh, the book tells us that they will usually just kind of eat and do dragon shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, it, I, so, like, there's this thing where they talk about their favorite things to eat, Uh, so, like, the blue dragons like to eat desert cacti if they, well, they don't like to, but they'll eat desert cacti. This one, green dragons, they'll just, like, eat shrubs and whatever, which is kind of cool. Like, I like, ah, whatever gets the job done.
1: No knights have come around in the past while.
0: Yeah, but the book tells us that green dragons prefer eating elves if they can. Yeah. So as we mentioned, the green dragons, they're like the liars and the trickers, and they, you know, do the the double talking and the intimidating of various creatures. They're kind of, the book tells us, they're always on the lookout for creatures that can help them further their own ambitions, uh, and they'll often, you know, focus their, their power on things that disturb them, right? Like threats to their territory and whatnot, though the book does say kind of weirdly that they'll just kind of attack stuff that's around
1: i guess they mean like animals and like non-sentient things yeah Yeah, i guess so because i guess it's followed immediately by talking about sentient like they're two different things i guess but it does still feel weird
0: yeah yeah it does yeah the book also tells us that they will like they'll do the recon the most right like they'll hang out the most and just sort of watch and plan as they can the book also mentions that they will like Manipulate what's uh, whatever's around in order to help them, like, get the job done. Uh, there's this kind of cute bit where uh, the book tells us that green dragons are only, like, particularly Gentile when when talking to other creatures. But when they're around other dragons, they code switch down to be, like, big, big, gross <laughs> Just like, I manipulate assholes.
1: all the mortals. And then the other dragons are like, oh, yeah, do you? And he's like, I do!
0: Yeah. Come on! Yeah. It just gets really, like... Yeah,
1: they're (laughs) definitely...
0: They switch it up for for whatever other dragons happen to be nearby. When they're in a fight, they are kind of the lurkers, right? They'll do their best to uh, kind of convince whatever is in the area to join their side, whether through magic or through just talking. Uh, But if they are threatened to the point where, like, they can't do it, they'll bounce, right? Like, they'll back down ostensibly and then just kind of wait for the right moment to strike and take revenge when they can. Maybe after years and years and years. Right. Um, a dragon never forgets. Yeah, a dragon <laughs> don't never forget like an element. <laughs> the book tells us that the green dragon's favorite treasure are the people that they they, they don't got. Uh, kind of like, like blue dragons, they'll focus on kind of corrupting or manipulating various cool like heroes and bards and various like popular or otherwise significant figures but beyond that they they do like emeralds uh and various (laughs) carvings instruments and whatnot
1: i love that all these dragons are just like the gem that looks like me is the best gem yeah i don't care what everyone says i mean like that makes sense right well because it's also like all of them have that thing where it's like if they look at a gem, they basically know what it's worth. Mm. But they still are. Like, but they still want the one that's like. They're still them. like this is the one that's like me, so it's the most. I love that. Yeah. So like
0: <laughs> even between an emerald and like a better gem, they're, they're like, nope, like this one's this one's
1: me. this one's good. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. I also like this. Like I, they specifically list musical instruments as something that Green Dragons <laughs> are, and I like the idea that this is just like the artsy one. <laughs> I I imagined
1: it also as like. Because these are the forest ones, Mm. the forest dragons, that they're just like, there are pans and dryads playing harps out in the woods, and it's just like, gonna take that? (laughs) (laughs) Gimme.
0: Pretty good. Are there any particular pictures of green dragons? Yeah, from, so
1: 4th edition Dragon Art is pretty good. They all get, like, oh, yeah. scenes. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's... I do. Like, the lighting is quite good on that one.
1: Yeah, uh, and 3rd edition is pretty uniformly the same all through. It's just kind of like this... Yeah, very cartoonish. Painterly you know? watercolor yeah. design for yeah. all of them. Uh. And then, <laughs> first and second back at it again it's a gator oh it's a gator <laughs> it's, it's a, a gator, gator. With a fin. and i'm gonna show or you like first
0: edition brontosaurus i
1: goddamn once again
0: you got me oh uh, <laughs> <brr. Brr. laughs> <Pick it up. laughs> what joy what, what joy. joy i like how that fin has persisted since yeah way back
1: when yeah they always knew that they wanted the fin but they were like how much like a gator do we
0: make it mm-hmm. yeah i don't necessarily think i i like the fin but i do like how long the fin has been i like i like the fin on the new design i'm Mm. not
1: sure i noticed in fourth they kind of were like maybe we don't do the fin and there's no connective tissue it's just spikes
0: yeah i think i prefer spikes because then it's like tree branches right
1: i suppose that makes sense yeah
0: Yeah. i think yeah i think i'm hardline spikes over fins Mm. when it comes to dragons I suppose. And this is true for red dragons as well. So the red dragon that we get in in the book also has like a big old spiky fin. Mm. But this is like the canonical Dungeons and Dragon Dragon. This yeah, is this the is dra- the dragon.
1: <laughs> if you have a D thing, the
0: dragon probably on it. This is yeah, this is the titular dragon, which uh we we've we've all seen. They're big and they're red and they have the really cool spiral horns that go backwards. Uh and they're really like sharp pointed nose and chin and whatnot and they're like little glowy fire eyes which i like quite a bit as well yeah i like how uh its wings are kind of like singed away
1: Yeah, I love the description for this in the book. Mm. The bottom of the wings are tinged blackish-blue, like metal that's been scorched by fire, and that's a very good description. A lot of the descriptions are really good in this, as much as they repeat themselves on everything else. Yeah, I like the idea (laughs) of
0: a red dragon just streaking through the air like a jet leaving a smoke trail behind.
1: Yeah, that's very good. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's quite good. The, The book tells us that this is the most covetous of dragons. It's this dragon, it's the most. It is the most dragon. I mean, like that is mechanically true. We'll You're get right, later yeah. that this is, I think has the highest CR of anything. Like I think ancient red dragons are the yes, t- aside well, from tarrasks, tarrasks.
1: Um,
0: I think this is it's like
1: and I think there's one other thing, but it's like a more. CR twenty-seven something. Mm. But this is like number th- number
0: three at least. Yeah, this is one of the toughest monsters in the game. Yeah, uh ancient red dragons. The book tells us that they are like you know proud and exceptionally vain, but I guess not as vain as the blue ones. Whatever. <laughs> this is the part where it kind of sucks that it's red dragons where this starts to break down because red dragons aren't the dragons. But this is this re- this was about the point where like okay, you've run out of ways to say proud and vain
1: and covetous. Yeah, yeah.
0: The book tells us that red dragons they like mountainous locations and badlands, and the book says any other locale where they can reach high places and and perch and survey whatever's nearby interestingly the book also mentions that uh because they like to hang out in mountains they'll sometimes get into spats with copper dragons which also like to hang out in mountains
1: yeah Yeah. i like when they mention in these the the like well this this would also be a place where you'd see them fighting a metallic dragon yeah i kind of like like seeding that little bit in there
0: yeah for for dragon politics i Mm -hmm. think that's pretty cool the book tells us that the these are like the most vengeful and destructive dragons, right? The best <laughs> just and the best at dragon. doing it. <laughs> they're like they're the ones that see themselves as like kings and believe that the rest of dragonkind and more or less the world are their domain to to take and control as they please. So like, you know, these guys are like big villain energy, see, critical role. <laughs> Book tells us that they're particularly territorial and isolationist, and consequently, you know, they'll put they'll put spies and whatnot in their employ. Uh, most most importantly, kind of a cute detail: they're they're most interested in news about other red dragons because they have rivalries
1: uh, and whatnot. Show me where there's another dragon who says he's the most.
0: Mm-hmm. Just tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, their their servants and whatnot are usually terrified because red dragons will eat them, more or less, whatever. Right. In terms of what they hoard they like to they so like they like trophies for the most part right i think they like treasure from stuff from creatures like tough creatures that they've murdered right uh which lets them prove how cool and superior they are this is the the point the thing that travis said earlier where uh red dragons kind of naturally know the value of everything in their hoard, uh and that red dragons in particular just like take inventory and yeah. they'll know even if, like, a single coin is missing. And they'll go, ham. Hey, um. <laughs> they'll go, ape shit, because somebody
1: took a, a coin.
0: Yeah, the book tells us that they'll track down thieves forever, basically. Uh, laying waste to entire towns and villages in order to, to you know, take vengeance on just the world because it's just a mad dragon.
1: They live in a society. They do.
0: <laughs> they really do be like that, though. Last one up. Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me the... Show me the show me the red dragons through the ages. I bet you this yeah. is gonna be
1: cool. I it's interesting. I really like the third edition. The third edition reminds me of like um Hmm. And something specific, but I can't remember what. It's uh, like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Alright, got me. L- like concept art for Dragon Age, like the way that this one... Wa- it's shaped. Because it's, it's shaped different, right? It's not as thick. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh
0: I wonder. And truthfully, and this might just be where I'm at in my life currently, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, like, Final Fantasy artwork. Like, it looks like a character portrait for, like, a Final Fantasy VIII summon. A
1: little bit, yeah. That, that, um, it the does have kind of that, yeah, soft, painterly look. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to show you 4th edition separately. So, first, far away.
0: Yeah, very, very proud. Very strong. Uh, tell me, yes.
1: does it look like this dragon is Scar from The Lion King? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's the smirk.
1: <laughs> yeah, right?
0: It's got a smirk. My dragon's smiling this at dragon me. This
1: dragon looks like Scarf of the Lion King. I God. was like,
0: hmm. Jeez. It's just very like, hmm. Mm. Long
1: live the dragon king.
0: That's the... He has the kind of face that makes me want to block him on Twitter immediately. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to save... Oh, I don't know which I want to show you more, first or second edition. Yeah.
0: Let's just do second edition. Oh, it's Godzilla. <laughs> it's Kojira. It's Godzilla. We've got a with <laughs>
1: this time. It's Spikes. It's so good. It's just I. He doesn't. His eyes don't work. Like I no, can't. No, he's got like googly eyes. They're facing another
0: direction. <laughs> It's so good. This is the scariest track. This is like the harshest, the biggest, baddest thing in the game.
1: Uh, and then there's first edition, which looks like this. Oh, so you know.
0: he's doing the dead-on look. Yeah, he's doing the first, first edition <laughs> No job
1: You know the one.
0: Oh, I love it. I just,
1: every time I scroll past the second edition. <laughs> close the door. Oh man, I'm gonna keep that tab open for me. <laughs> <laughs> Set that as a background. Yeah, yeah. when It's a sad
0: day. Oh, put that man. on. And so finally, last and you know honestly least, like I think yeah. this is my least favorite dragon. We we have white dragons. Uh, I do like how buff they are. Like the so the the art here. These are the kind of like the most feral and animalistic of dragons. Spoiler alert.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I
0: kind of like the stuff that's going on with those. So I like how buff and muscly they are. I like how just, like, generally thick they are. Like, their wings are, like, thicker. Just, like, the silhouette makes them look bigger than other wings. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I love how they have just, like, pure black eyes. Right? Like, it's just no... Nothing there. Very
1: very soulless, basically. Just unintelligent and... Yeah. I... (laughs) I love the art. Mm. I do. Yeah. I think this one is one of my favorite... Mm -hmm chromatic designs yeah boy do i hate everything about this yeah so like in terms of it's
0: it just contradicts itself the whole way through it's yeah it's uh, so like again these are like the the book tells us the smallest the least intelligent and the most animalistic of the chromatic dragons they'll usually hang out in the frostlands and icy mountains or variously arctic areas uh and the book tells us that they just kind of like eat they just kind of like hunt uh, and the there's kind of a cute detail where like they'll only they prefer to eat food that's been frozen by their breath yeah uh, which is. it's,
1: it's got to be frozen I only eat
0: frozen things yeah it's cool I, I kind of dig that so there's
1: like that bit which is which is good and I like that they keep like their treasures under the ice in their layers and yeah. stuff like yeah. they're, they really utilize their element of, yeah. like some of the other dragons descriptions yeah. But also, like, white dragons are the least intelligent, Yeah. and variously along this thing, it likes to say, like, while they're primal and vengeful, like, they, oh, they hunt and they kill for food and for sport, blah blah blah, they also are very stupid. But also, they remember everything forever. (laughs) They can speak, but they just don't wanna. Yeah. Like, it's it's just kinda... I wish
0: wish they'd leaned harder into a specific set of tropes. Yeah, if they were gonna make it dumb, make it, like, real dumb. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. But then, like, I can imagine a world where someone's like, I don't want my snow dragon to be that dumb. I don't know. (laughs) I like it, because... So... uh, All of this, you know, you take it with a pinch of salt, if you want Your, your white dragon to be cool and smart and red dragon like or whatever you can feel free yeah. to do that yeah um so consequently yeah it probably would have been better to just make them like dumb food machines
1: yeah just like take away maybe the common that they speak yeah like they only speak draconic or something yeah yeah, like, yeah
0: i can i can i can uh, vouch for that is that? Is that, <laughs> that i know Timber- the word you're thinking justin timberlake um, but i can't <laughs> what's, the, what's the i can't ba-ba-da. whatever whatever I <laughs> get, get me on Twitter with whatever that Fuck is. Fuck with that. Yeah, probably. I don't know. They're kind of loners. Uh, they'll avoid all other dragons. Uh, and when they go out to make little dragon babies, it's only like a quick little, like Beyblades. Like like Beyblades. <laughs> they only bounce. They bounce on each other real quick.
1: One quick smash, and then, then they're, they're done.
0: Then they leave to go out to the other side of the ring.
1: It has to be another white dragon, though. Mm-hmm. Another white Beyblade.
0: Yes uh
1: actually how does that work this one seems to have that very specifically that like it it only goes out to find white dragon females and mm -hmm. then breed them it does that does sort of imply that there's like like
0: some inter inter interchromatic stuff yeah purple dragon i'm oh yeah maybe i'm imagine so whenever this comes up in my brain i always imagine it like uh elder scrolls rules where it's whatever the thing that the mom is uh uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, like, I mean, like, whatever. F- add us on Twitter with purple dragons. <laughs> I hope they do. I'm sure
1: they exist. I know orange dragons exist, but I can't remember what they do.
0: Oh, I want like a psychic dragon. Like a, I think. That'd be pretty down. Yeah, 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 that would be pretty good. Um, dragons
1: for every element.
0: Yeah, all the damage elements. Why not? Right. Thunder dragon. No? Oh, fuck.
1: Got like a boombox.
0: Yeah, like like <laughs> noibat or whatever yeah. that Pokemon is. Yeah. There's this really cool uh, detail that we get about White Dragons where they have, like, a specific rivalry with Frost Giants just because of they're at similar locales and that they're, like, they often fight each other. And, boy, that's a fun vision of the brain.
1: That is for sure the one thing in this that I'm super into mm-hmm. is the idea of, like, the... The, high, the forced aggressive hierarchy of who's better frost giants yeah. or ice dragons. Yeah. And it's always just kinda
0: <laughs> Yeah, well that they're winning now, but someday the Giants will win and we'll be playing Dungeons and Giants.
1: Which is really fun because like there is the like parts of the lore that are very specifically about like I think usually it's about Storm Giants and how they hate dragons, mm-hmm. but I really I'd like I like to see the relationship of other giants with dragons yeah. where it's just kind of a lot less we made up a here because we hate dragons it's yeah, a lot yeah. more. Just like what's the word? Not confrontational. It's not, like a
0: deep seated rivalry. Like, a I guess so. Blood yeah. feud.
1: Like a specific, yeah. Like a blood feud, like a rivalry. I really like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they have flawless memories. The book tells us that they kind of like red dragons. They know every single thing in their horde and they know how they got every single thing in their horde. And they, you know, kind of relate each thing in their horde with a specific victory or whatever. Consequently, you know, because these are, like, the more animalistic ones, they tend to, well, they like diamonds, because it's the one that looks like them, but they also just like bones and stuff of, like, big (laughs) animals that they've taken down, uh, kind of like trophies like red dragons as well.
1: Yeah, mammoth tusks.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that, I mean, like, I get it, this, this is a good thing, like, oh, they're primal and whatever, so it's hard to bribe them. Yeah. Because they're just so... What do you mean? You think I can't kill the
0: thing that has that? Exactly. It's like, no,
1: sir, wait. No, calm down.
0: Well, calm down! (laughs) I, yeah. uh, That's quite good. I like, I mean, like, there's also that weird thing where, like, they do also have servants or whatever, like, kobolds or whatever. It's the dragon thing. Uh, I kind of like them. I wish that they were just, like, hard loners. right? Like, nope. I'm gonna go eat it.
1: Yeah, because, like, the... One of the things that I like the most when it talks about its the layers is mm-hmm. that, like, sometimes outside the layer there is just, like, the corpses of other big things it's killed, like maybe another dragon or just a whole ass Remaraz on a spike or yeah. something. Sephiroth <laughs> like, did this? Yeah, exactly. Like Sephiroth did this snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very cool. Yeah. And, like, it would feel better if they didn't have any servants around it was just like yeah. kobolds tried to come here and now there's just a field of frozen kobold yeah i like that <laughs> i do
0: like that better i can imagine like you know they want the dungeon fodder or whatever for yeah. when you go to fight the dragon uh but i do prefer in a in a contemporary D D scenario uh that all the kobolds that tried to worship this guy just got eight it's quite good so that's what's uh show me what the White Dragon art is. Yeah. Uh before we move on to the mechanical stuff. Uh
1: White Dragon So Second Edition looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh!.
0: Yes. Uh, here's first you have ed- my attention. Here's
1: first edition. Oh it's just oh. A, it's just another classic Oh yep. Dragon. For good. Second edition looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh!.
0: Oh <laughs> it does. This is it kind of like just a,
1: a Yu-Gi-Oh!. Yeah,
0: like a Xenomorph Yu-Gi-Oh!
1: Yeah, it's like if the blue eyes had a weird
0: face. Yeah. Blue, blue eyes, weird face. <laughs> Go! <laughs>
1: oh, shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. So I that like one's
1: that. that one's weird.
0: There's a real like dinosaur kaiju quality to all the second edition dragons. Yeah. Uh, speaking neat.
1: Speaking of dinosaur, uh, white dragons used to be just T rexes, I guess.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, heads, like the head's very T rexy. Yeah. Which like makes sense, right? Like they're the most animal-like of the dragons. Yeah. Uh, I can I can I can Timberlake with that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that one, it's it's pretty cool looking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really like the fourth edition because it makes the face like first here's the whole thing
0: oh the lighting it's very is so good good the
1: face is like bird-like oh yeah it's got like a beak almost <laughs> and i really like yeah, it yeah it looks like a pterodactyl and i when i saw that i kind of noticed like oh yeah fifth edition just does straight up also have a beak like Oh,
0: yeah, it does. I didn't quite notice that until... Because its mouth is open. Yeah. Yeah, if you were to close its mouth, it would look like a beak, which is cool. I I like that. It's probably for, like breaking ace and stuff
1: yeah it's just a very good creature design and like its scales kind of read like feathers around the neck almost yeah. because of the way they're like
0: god what a real like 10 commandments john milton like it's <laughs> muscles and like just pure white yeah, it's
1: very it's very
0: good like, and god said smite like, this is
1: a poster you'd buy at an fye at the mall. Yeah. like
0: this yeah. white fantasy white dragon. Mm-hmm. God, yeah, that's a great picture. I, I I think I like how cartoonish green dragons look a little more. Uh, black dragons, I think, might be my... I don't know. It's I do like that picture quite a bit. I yeah. i can't quite say what my favorite it's, dragon design is. It's hard,
1: is. yeah, because like between... There's really good fourth edition ones, but there's also really good fifth edition ones and like Yeah. My favorite still I think is a metallic one. Yeah. I really like yeah. the the brass boys. Yeah,
0: brass is quite cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the
1: first one. Yeah. Cuz I like the the wings all the way down basically.
0: Yeah. Uh oh, no, no, we'll talk maybe yeah, we'll, we'll do talk your, about at the it. very end we'll talk about our favorite dragons. Yeah. Uh the bronze ones look really cool. Yeah, brass ones also do like, yeah. really cool. Whatever. Uh, we'll talk about it. I'll do. I'll go. I'll do a blow by of My favorites might be Black Dragon. I'm not sure. Uh, they got skull face.
1: What's they right do right have skull, skull face.
0: face? Good. They do have skull face, and if you can get it with duck hands, <laughs> skull, is, face duck hands. skull face duck hands. Skullface duck hands. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's also my World of Warcraft character. Copy. Let's talk about the mechanical stuff. So mechanically each of these, so we're just going to like really quick, uh, tell you what the life cycles for each of the dragons are like, and then kind of tell you what they're about mechanically. And then we're going to camp out on the ancient dragons who have like layer actions and stuff. Um, so the youngest kind of dragon, so, so the stats go from wormling to ancient, Wormlings are the weakest ones. They just get like a single trait in this case, you know, the black dragons, Wormlings have amphibious. Which lets them breathe air and water, which is kind of the the black dragon thing that they get, and then they also get like a little acid spit as well.
1: Yeah, and every dragon from wormling to above is immune, like immune out out from birth. Yeah, immune to the element they are. Exactly. I thought maybe wormlings were only resistant, but it just makes sense that they're immune. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Typically, uh, dragons, so like, I don't want to have to go through all of the, like, the big stats for everything. Yeah, absolutely not. Generally speaking, uh, dragon wormlings like, they have high armor class and lower health, generally speaking, uh, and this is just kind of true of dragons, uh, and then they'll also get, like, various skill bonuses and whatnot, depending on what they are, so like, black dragons, all black dragons have a swim speed, they all have bonuses to perception and stealth, they all have acid immunity, uh, they all have Blind Sight. Wait, but that that's just a dragon thing. That's a it? dragon thing, yep. yeah. And then they have Acid Breath and Amphibious. And this is just something that all black dragons have. Uh, and then, you know, we just kind of get a little bit tougher as we go, right? So once you get to adult, or young black dragons, they uh, get more attacks. Uh, and then when we get to adult, we get, uh, like, the Frightful Presence uh, and then some Legendary Resistances. Uh, and then these are all, you can, if you are, like, desperate to know what we think about how to handle these things in a fight, feel free to check out the previous episodes on Shadow Dragons and uh, Draco Liches as well. Yeah. Because we kind of talk about how the average adult dragon will work.
1: Yeah, because, especially the Draco Lich one, because there, it didn't add anything too yeah. special to the stat block yeah. in terms of a fight.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so, for purposes of time, okay. we're just going to, like give give the actual time to the the ancient ones who have like crazy stuff. Yeah. So Black Dragons, they get layer actions. Uh on initiative count twenty they can do some of the following things. And we'll do this first and then skip back into the stat block. Sure. Um and this is so we haven't done layer actions in a while. It's uh, been, a bit. been like beholders or something like that. were the last ones to use layer actions far as i can remember
1: i think so i think so
0: basically like on initiative count 20 they get to do any of these things it's like an entire other turn that they get uh but they can't use the same thing twice in a row so for black dragons they can make any pools of water that the dragon can see within 120 feet of them jump outwards in big graspy tide uh any creature on the ground within 20 feet of one of these pools of water have to succeed on a pretty you know pretty manageable at this cr uh, DC 15 save throw or be pulled up to 20 feet into the water and knocked prone. I think this is something that we saw with uh, Avalis as well. Yeah. Like the grasping water thing. Yeah,
1: and it just makes me laugh more thinking about this dragon that can just make big hands out of water. Whoop, gotcha. I, I know, again, I think I said this in Avalis. I know I think what they're trying to say is that the water just, with the tide, pulls you in, but it really does read like a like big hand. Big hand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm way into big hand. Uh, second thing it can do, it can make a whole bunch of insects fly in and fill a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point that it can see within 120 feet of it. Uh, whenever somebody's in this cloud, they have to succeed on a DC 15 con save, or take 10 3d6 piercing damage, uh, or half as much if they succeed. And then the, the same damage occurs if you end your turn in there as well, that 10 3d6 piercing damage. Uh, and then the very, the the last
1: what's fucked about that cloud is that it just stays there yeah for ever unless the dragon dies or makes it go away mm,
0: more or less so like this is you know you can kind of see where we're going as like an area denial kind of fight between the water and the bugs to double down on that we also have a magical darkness thing where uh at any point within 60 feet of the dragon the dragon can summon up magical darkness that fills up a 15 foot radius sphere until, again, the, the dragon dismisses it or dies. Um, it can only do one magical pool of darkness at a time. They replace each other as the dragon summons new ones. Uh, but dark vision isn't able to cut through it, and mm, mm, a lot of magical light can't make it through either. Kind of interestingly, this is like the this is kind of like the battle, right? Because you can't do much with water unless you do some extra stuff. You can't do much with bugs unless you want to like kill the bugs or whatever, uh, which I guess you could do. If you come in rocking a bunch of light, uh, the dragon can use this to dispel whatever lights that's in the area. So like the if the magical darkness overlaps an area of light created by a spell of second level or lower, the spell that created the light is dispelled, right?
1: Yeah, which at uh... Which means unless you're rocking a full-on like daylight spell,
0: which could be at this point, right, if you're playing yeah. an ancient dragon, but you don't want to waste the spell slots yeah. for it.
1: I mean, like generally speaking, you're not walking into a dragon's lair with daylight on, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. probably just like a light cantrip. Yeah, which is a real good like gotcha with yeah. that. Just nope, time <laughs> to go.
0: And then we also get some regional effects as well, which I do want to mention just because they're usually really cool. Yeah, uh, in this one. The land nearby gets harder to traverse because, uh, like, plants and whatnot grow out all weird, and mud just, like, exists. They're like, the, there's a smelly, it's specifically a reeking <laughs> mud.
1: <laughs> there's a smelly.
0: It's a smell that comes around. <laughs> uh, similarly, all the water within a mile of the lair are gross, uh, and if you drink it, you throw up. And then there's also just like a light fog that's around. I love that. <laughs> I do love regional effects. It's just like how can I make my how can I mechanically make my, my dungeon scary? <laughs> yeah, just like a fog that happens. Um, and these are like we we've talked about this. We did talk about this. I can't remember if this Evolith. was before or after, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh no no it's like it's just like Uh-oh. i'm so much that oh, yeah. <laughs> my magic is just like leaking out into the world <laughs> in terms of their stat block proper the ancient black dragon is cr21 cr21 i think this is i mean it's going to be quickly supplanted by the red dragon but i think this is currently the toughest monster that we've talked about i think this beats out solars yeah uh, which were previously the toughest uh, but this will in turn be kicked out by the red dragon in like blue, yeah, 15 then, minutes.
1: Then red, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, it has a massive armor class of 22. This is like above average, and this is kind of the the case for dragons. Is even for their CR, they have crazy, crazy, literally off the charts armor classes. Uh, it has 367 HP, which is again like technically below average for for creatures, but, you know, it ends up being about what the scale is for, for most D&D creatures. Yeah. They have a 40-foot run speed, an 80-foot fly speed, and a 40-foot swim speed, so they're pretty mobile, and this is largely true of all dragons as well. They're gargantuan-sized, right? They're just massive, massive things.
1: God, hold on. What is the... I just want to know what the size chart is for 5e. I can't remember how big gargantuan is. Uh, I
0: think it's just 4x4. Four four. I think it's just a 4x4 four four on a grid. Is that true? Yeah, gargantuan doesn't get to be that, that big. That's why our good friend of the show logan uh will often uh do like big like gargantuan means like big big
1: right because there was an old scale called colossal which was above gargantuan yeah but but they they got rid of it for 5e for some reason yeah 20 foot by 20 foot space which feels wrong yeah
0: no i like like big like feel free to fill up a screen yeah uh, with this this big 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 boy,
1: especially looking at like the the B side pictures for some of these, where a person is like yeah, up super to teeny, the tiny. Wrist on a hand. Like. Yeah,
0: feel free to get colossus with this. Its attributes are more or less what you would expect. It has massive, ungodly like twenty seven strength. Uh, its dex is pretty good. Its constitution again massive twenty five. Its intelligence is quite good sixteen. Wisdom quite good fifteen. Charisma quite good nineteen. Uh, it gets bonuses to its dexterity, constitution, wisdom and charisma charisma <laughs> saving throws meaning that spellcasters are going to have just a heck of a time hitting it with
1: spells but on the plus side but on the plus
0: side there's no no magic, magic resistance.
1: resistance and instead we get legendary resistances <laughs> well, <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a second
0: i like legendary resistances quite a bit more uh they get bonuses to their perception and stealth actually like big perception bonuses they they have a passive perception of 26 which i think is the highest we've got yeah uh they are immune to acid damage because they got acid in their blood they have blind sight out to 60 feet dark vision out to 120 and they speak common and draconic which is you'd expect for a dragon yeah they don't get very many traits they have amphibious which i mentioned they can breathe air and water you know so feel free to make it burst out of a lake or something that's just cool stuff
1: And that's, like, a black dragon special thing.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. their special thing. Not all dragons can do it. Uh, in fact, black dragons are the only ones that can do it. Yeah. They also, because we're in boss territory now, they have, like I said, legendary resistances where three times per day, if they fail a save, they can just choose to succeed. And this is, I, I've gone on record saying I like this system. It be, feels like nerd poker. We're like, oh, I know you have two legendary resistances <laughs> left, but I have an eighth level spell slot. Who's gonna blow it first?
1: Are you gonna use it on Hold Monster? Because I've got a. Yeah. What's the What's the the one where you make their intelligence one? Oh, remember. feeble mind. Feeble mind. Yeah. Are you gonna blow it on one. Hold Monster? I've got a feeble mind. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Who's
0: Who's gonna Who's gonna drop first? In terms of their primary actions, they get kind of a four part multi attack, where they can use their frightful presence, which we talked about last time. Basically, every creature of the dragon's choice within 120 feet of it. Uh, and is also aware of it, must succeed on a pretty high DC 19 wisdom save or be frightened for a minute, but the creature repeats their save at the end of each of their turns, and once they've saved out of it, they're immune to the effect for the next 24 hours, so this is just kind of a way to stack the beginning of the fight against the players for a challenge. Uh, And then on top of that, they can do three attacks, one with a bite, and then two with claws, and the bite is pretty high accurate, plus 15 to hit. In fact, I think it... This might be, again, one of the higher, highest, perhaps, accuracy attacks we've ever had. Uh, On a hit, it does 19 2d10 plus 8 piercing damage plus 9 2d8 plus 6 acid damage. And then its claws also have a plus 15 to hit and just do 15 2d6 plus 8 slashing damage. Ancient Black Dragons, they get legendary actions. All of the Ancient Dragons, they get legendary actions. Uh, And I think they're all the same actions as well. So I'm going to go through them this time and we're just going to forget about it. Just like last time with uh, Shadow Dragons, they can take one of these actions at the end of another creature's turn to kind of help with the action economy. In this case, they can either do a detect action where they get to make a perception check, which kind of, you know, baffles rogues yeah. and variously hidden folk, uh, which, like, is kind of s- strange because they got blindsight anyway. Uh, I guess didn't we talk about I, this like hiding whatever? Yeah, hiding. I don't think blindsight lets you
1: see somebody who's hiding mm-hmm. because if they are hiding, it's like you're like having sight. Yeah. doesn't let you see somebody who's hiding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. It's just like you still have to make a perception check.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining like because it's like an echo location of sorts or like a tremor sense kind of. Yeah, uh, I think so. Like yeah. a smell or whatever. So I'm imagining like the rogue just like runs into mud or you know <laughs> Real, lights their little really beeps it <laughs> yeah just kind of like very tiptoey. uh the dragon can choose to make a tail attack where they attack with a tail the tail has a also has a plus 15 to hit um it has the longest reach so like there's this kind of weird balancing thing where the bite does piercing damage plus a little bit of extra elemental the claws do slashing damage uh and then the tail does bludgeoning damage which doesn't really matter the more interesting thing is that they all have a different reach as well so the bites on the head of the dragon so it gets a 15 foot reach the claws it's just like a big thing so they get a 10 foot feet reach uh and then the tail because it's a long tail has the longest reach of 20 feet uh and it does 17 2d 8 plus 8 pledging damage so like all combined this plus the bugs the damage is pretty reliable like i think it's it's roaches about 80 uh approximately uh per turn which is like pretty pretty solid for like a single creature right like especially for the ac it's going to be doing not like obscene amounts of damage but enough to like kind of keep the pressure on yeah Uh, i mean like even 80 is like
1: yeah like a pretty good amount even late in the game
0: yeah and then the other thing it can do is uh take a wing attack where it's beats its wings we talked about this last time every creature within 15 feet of it must succeed on a really really high dc 23 dex save or take 15 2d6 plus 8 bludgeon damage and be knocked prone uh and then the dragon can use that to get out of dodge they can fly up to half of their flying speed as they go it gets a breath weapon yeah it gets a breath weapon recharge five six this is like the PS de resistance All of the dragons, you're basically like doing turns until they can load up their breath attack and then you unleash Howland and the players have to respond. Um, It exhales acid in a 90-foot line that is 10 feet wide, so it's wider than than lightning but does about less damage. Uh, Every creature in that line has to make a super crazy high DC 22 dex save or take 67, 15, D, 8, acid damage on a failed save or take half as much on a successful one yorp yup. and this isn't even like the most damaging one no not even in a margin uh I will say this every single time. I like rolling my recharge at the end of the turn and then telegraphing it to the players for the next turn. So like at the end of the dragon's primary turn, you roll the dice and then you say something like, oh, you see acid bubbling around the mouth of the dragon. It does make it feel better. Yeah, right. Because
1: when it happens at the beginning of the turn, sometimes it feels like you're getting You're just getting You're getting bamboozled by the... It feels like maybe the DM's lying. Yeah. It's like, "Mm, he just needs the breath weapon this turn. So he said it's a five or a six. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I, it, plus it also gives that like, oh, they're charging up, Sephiroth's gonna do Supernova. We gotta prepare! <laughs> yeah, which like feels cool. I I like doing my best, because d d is a very reactive game, I like doing my best to make it like, preventative.
1: What was I- oh, right. As a more timely reference to Final Fantasy VII, it's like the scorpion laser from Remake, yeah. where you have time
0: to hide behind a rock. Exactly. Attack while its tail is up. It's gonna counterattack with Taylor. I was gonna I know,
1: say, I, wait, hold on, don't do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I went, I went back
0: to the beginning. Hide behind the rubble, yes. says Barrett. <laughs> That's his exact voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is its full step lock. Uh, so this is, you know, kind of a really quick take. Uh, this is kind of like a uh, area of effect, like an area denial fight, where there's water. There's bugs, there's darkness, the dragon's kind of swooping around, uh, ducking in and out of the darkness to do damage, and then also let off a breath attack whenever it's charged up.
1: Yeah, which, it's interesting to think of this as, like, the the water one, because, you know, think of, like, a dragon fight where there's pools of water, Mm. and you also have to deal with acid and darkness and bugs. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool kind of area fight, especially with, like, the swarms of bugs and
0: Definitely locked up because we're, you know, it's CR 21, we're getting into it. Yeah, Definitely yeah. lock down the clerics with oh, the water thing. Oh, for sure. Like don't we said the Atlas like, way back when.
1: Don't even be, I've said this before, once you hit above CR 20, it's like, don't even be nice. Yeah. Don't even, do the thing where you think your players will, your players will be like, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, be a <laughs> shithead, because they can take it now. Uh, assuming, you know, you're not going to make anyone sad or whatever.
1: Yeah. Also, as an addendum to something we said earlier, green dragons are also
0: amphibious. Oh, cool. So there's two. I figured there was probably some metallic dragons that are also amphibious. Oh, probably. (laughs) Uh, So, like, whatever. Blue dragons, same deal. Their breath attack is lightning, so they, you know, they do lightning. They have immunity to lightning damage. They also get the perception and stealth bonus. That might actually just be a dragon thing. Uh, Yeah, most dragons, uh, in fact, all dragons do get bonuses to perception and stealth. I, for some reason, thought it was a black dragon thing, but that's not. So every dragon is kind of... Pretty naturally good at sneaking around, and then also pretty naturally good at figuring out what's going on in there in their homes.
1: Yeah, it's something I both like and dislike about the designs for all these dragon stat blocks is that mm-hmm. they do make it so that they have clearly somewhere in the wizard's office there is just dragon stat block, and yeah. they have just put like chromatic keys in front of it to change certain things. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a nice, quick, easy design thing for making your own dragon.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like, uh, well, someday we'll make psychic dragon. someday yeah. I'll make psychic dragon. And they're like this, and using
1: this template would make it way easier. Yeah.
0: So ain't no ain't no problem. So the layer actions for a blue dragon on initiative count twenty. They can do a host of things, three things. Uh, on one, they can make part of the ceiling collapse above one creature that the dragon can see without within 120 feet of it. I'm imagining it's, like, a lightning strike from above or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and if you happen to, like, if... Because, you know, why why make it a cave when you don't need to? This could be, like, an outside thing where it just casts thunder down on somebody <laughs> if you, like, wanted to make the lair on top of a plateau or whatever. Right. Uh... Within 120 feet of it, the creature must make a DC 15 deck save or take 10 3d6 bludgeon damage and be knocked prone and buried. Buried target is restrained; they're unable to breathe or stand up. The creature can take an action to make a pretty, you know, pretty manageable DC 10 Strength check, which you know, kind of digs themselves out or one punches their way out, like, like Uma Thurman. That is very quickly like the unable to breathe part is
1: actually very quickly potentially dangerous yeah. if you really fuck up that strength. If you, like, deck. super fuck it Yeah, like, if, especially, like,
0: you know, wizards have no strength. If yeah. they can't breathe, they can't cast spells.
1: Yeah, and if they don't, if their calm modifier is, like, one yeah then they have a turn and then they're at zero hit points yeah. yeah so like that's
0: that's pretty cool uh this is late enough in the game that i don't mind and also anybody could take the time to yeah. dig out the wizard Oh,
1: whoops we got to take this rock off jeff yeah which is kind of a
0: cool <laughs> way to lock down the tank or the fighter or whatever uh from doing all of the, like if the paladin is too busy digging the wizard out it can't you know smite smite <laughs> exactly and yeah. end the fight Second layer action the dragon gets, they can make a big uh, cloud of sand in a 20-foot radius uh, sphere centered on a point that they can see within 120 feet of them. The cloud, you know, so all these things, they spread around corners. I just kind of assume that is the case yeah. for, for stuff in DD. and d because I, I ain't going to pull out a protractor, no, sir. Every creature that is in the cloud must succeed on a DC 15 con save or be blinded for a minute. Uh, You can make the save at the end of each of your turns and end the effect on a success. This is another cool way to debuff, folks. Uh, And since, you know, they're saving out of it at the end of their turn, it doesn't feel like a Basilisk fight where we just have disadvantage all the time, right? Yeah, for sure. Which was also true of Black Dragons as well, because the darkness is localized, it doesn't feel like disadvantage the fight anymore.
1: Yeah, and it's like a pretty small sphere of darkness, like, as opposed to...
0: Which, like, thank God, because they have 20 and above armor class, and that would just be a mess third layer action that blue dragons get they can make lightning arcs form <laughs> uh just kind of form between two points of the layer like a frankenstein's lab i
1: love this one because of that it's, it's yeah. so
0: like i've
1: set up tesla coils in my dragon yeah, layer yeah. i'm imagining it's
0: just a bunch of versions of its horn that are stuck <laughs> in the ground just spikes poking
1: yeah. up from the ground
0: uh so anyone who is so like the, the two points they have to be within 120 feet of the dragon and 120 feet of each other so yeah uh there's there's like a range to it. Every creature in that line of lightning has to succeed on a DC 15 deck save or just take 10 3d6 lightning damage. Again, it's just another way to pat out the damage for for every dragon. The regional effects uh that we you would expect exist where thunderstorms are within six miles of the lair. Uh there are, as we mentioned, dust devils that just hang out within six miles of the lair. They have the statistics of an air elemental, but they can't fly. They have a speed of 50 feet, which I'm imagining is less uh, than a real elemental. Uh, And then they have really, really low intelligence and charisma, i.e. one. Yeah, so they're not, like, sentient necessarily. They're just, like, (laughs) walk-in tumbleweeds hanging out in the desert. There are also hidden sinkholes around (laughs) the lair as well. They kind of form in and around uh, the dragon's lair and you can spot them from a safe distance if you make a DC 20 wisdom perception check. So you can spot them from a safe distance if you're the most perceptive person on earth.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Otherwise, the first person to step in the quicksand uh, has to succeed on a DC 15 dex save or fall 1d6 times 10 feet into the sinkhole. So this is kind of a cool, this is like, it feels like a cool scene for a room. Like if you're doing a blue dragon dungeon, right, like room 58c. If you walk in, you get sunk. Uh, And I like the idea of this turning into, like, a underground, like, burrowing skill challenge of sorts. Yeah.
1: One of the things that's real fun, uh, you'll notice, is when the dragon dies, the dust devils are gone. (laughs) The thunderstorms, they last 1d10 days, and then they're gone. But the sinkholes are forever. They just last. They just last forever. Mm -hmm. So, like, there was once a blue dragon here some 200 years ago that's weird, and they're just wandering along, and then, whoop! whoop.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, blue dragons are all about holes. They have yeah. holes in their face. They gotta
1: <laughs> leave the holes
0: around. I must make the ground look like me! Mm-hmm. Beautiful! Yes. <laughs> in terms of their actual stats, they have an armor class of 22, super high, four, 481 HP, uh, which is, like, more. This is, like, one of the few creatures that has an above-average health for its challenge rating, which is 23. Um, I believe the
1: Red Dragon does, too.
0: Oh, nope, not quite. It's just oh. just beneath the range mm-hmm. for a CR-23. Yeah, it's just, tip that's just off. Uh, it is 481, so it's technically below average. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, but its armor class is still obscenely high. It has 40-foot run speed, 40-foot burrow speed, since these guys like to dig, and a fly speed of 80 feet. The stats are still what you would expect. They have obscenely high strength and constitution, they have eh, dex, their dex is like just average, their intelligence is high, their wisdom is high, their charisma is high. They get all of those bonuses that I mentioned before for saving throws. They get uh, bonuses to dex, constitution, wisdom, and charisma, so these guys are going to be pretty good at trucking off spells. Uh, they also have the high bonuses to perception and a good bonus to stealth as well. They're immune to lightning damage because they got lightning in their horn. They have blindside out to 60 feet, dark vision out to 120 feet, and a super-duper, even higher passive perception of 27. They speak common and draconic. I should just say, all of the things yeah. apply to this thing. Yeah, I got caught in a rut. Yeah, I my, was about
1: to say, I was like, oh, we need to stop. We can't. It was, it they, was, have,
0: <laughs> they have all the things all the other dragons have. It was my Ace Ventura <laughs> <laughs> came out. That's not even what I meant to say, but it still works. I was thinking of the anime <laughs> lawyer, Ace oh, Detective.
1: <laughs> the, the Phoenix right. Phoenix
0: right? There we there go. <laughs> That's done. Ace
1: Ventura does still
0: work, but it does still, still work. Got it, yeah. And he's also an ace detective. <laughs> uh, yes. They also get the legendary resistances. They get the three part four, three comma four part multi attack with the frightful presence, and then a bite, and then two a, two claw attacks. Yeah, and all
1: dragons so. have like the elemental damage added on their bite. Yeah.
0: Uh, the lightning breath is a little teensy bit different, kind of. It does more damage.
1: It's just as wide. It's 30 feet longer than the acid one. Yeah,
0: so it's a little bit more dangerous. It's a DC 23 dex save, which I think is even higher, and it does even more damage. 88, 16, D10 lightning damage. It's a lot of D10s. It's a lot of 10s Big damage energy. I don't know why lightnings, because the Bahir does quite a lot of damage with its lightning breath as well. It's kind of like a trope in D&D.
1: Well, it's like the damage dice they pick for mm-hmm. some reason too, like the the lightning ones are almost always d10 things, whereas fire like is like
0: d6s. I wonder if it I, it's probably to balance the lower area, right? Like, because you're only gonna target like one or two people. Yeah. Uh, when with this lightning breath. Right, because the thinner line. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably uh, a, Compared to like dragon red dragon fire, which is gonna be like a big code. Yeah,
1: that'll burn like everyone and do a lot of damage, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's also at a recharge 5-6. So in terms of, like, an actual fight, this is... Uh, it's more of, like, a...
1: It's less area control, I think? It's kind
0: of like a debuff fight, right? Like, between being proned and buried, uh, and then the blinding, and then just, like, the lightning damage. It kind of feels like, like the frighten as well. It also... <laughs> So you know how we did... I think we skipped this when we talked about
1: the lore. Mm -hmm. There's part of the lore where it says that its favorite way to fight is by just (sighs) shooting lightning at a thing and then running away until it can do that again and then just shooting lightning at a thing. Yeah. It kind of does it kind of does not even flying away like open your mind's eye and picture you're in this like underground tunnel system with all these spikes coming out of the walls and the whole fight is you trying to find this dragon in this labyrinthine tunnel system it has while constantly just
0: yeah, getting <laughs> yeah, lasered and then blinded and proned and buried.
1: Yeah, while every now and then the dragon just... Whoop,
0: oh. Yeah, so that is a thing that they mention, and the, I forgot to bring it up because it made me mad. Yeah. Uh, But the book does say that they like to like dart out and keep play Keep Away. Uh, So feel free to play a little bit of Keep Away.
1: Yeah, it feels more like its layer actions are meant to like, disorient yeah. and keep the you from chasing
0: it yeah which i guess is fine right like you're we're cr20 or whatever cr you know we're, we're level 20 we we're yeah, level 17 you can or dimension
1: door to where the dragon is yeah, it's they, fine they like, can take
0: care of it uh so like you're probably fine and especially since like oh i don't know don't make it last too long
1: yeah be cheeky about it for like a minute and mm. then once everyone is clearly like i'm gonna leave yeah, yeah. <laughs> once
0: you've lost friends probably dial it back yeah Green dragons! Ew! Green dragons, they do poison damage. Uh, Their lair actions are actually my favorite. Uh, So they can make grasping vines, basically. They cast grasping vines uh, in a 20 foot radius centered at a point they can see within 120 feet. The vines become difficult terrain, and every creature there has to succeed on a DC 15 strength save or be restrained by the vines and roots for a bit. Uh, you can be freed if somebody, yourself included, makes a DC fifteen strength check and kind of tears yourself out. Uh, and the this is kind of like a once per layer action kind of thing. The the vines will wilt away if the dragon uses the layer action again. So you know the dragon can't do the entire room in vines. Yeah. This second one is so long it makes me tired looking at it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I know what it is, but
0: like. Yeah, basically it casts wall of bush. Basically.
1: There has to be an actual spell that this is.
0: No, it's Wall of Bush. (laughs) I looked it up. all right I didn't.
1: I believed you that you did.
0: The wall is 60 foot long, ten feet high, five feet thick, blocks line of sight. Every creature in the area, when the wall appears, has to make a DC fifteen deck save. If you fail, you take eighteen forty eight plus or sorry, four D eight piercing damage and is pushed five feet out of the space of the wall. Appearing on whatever side of the wall you want, whatever. You can move through the wall, um, albeit slowly and painfully. There's kind of like a movement tax. It's kind of complex, kind of. It basically takes you 20 foot of movement to make it through uh, a like a, a a foot of wall, or like every one foot. So it basically costs you 20 foot of movement speed to make it out of a square because every one foot you travel through the wall, it costs four foot of movement, right? So for like one single five by five grid piece, it takes you 20 feet of movement speed to make it through. Right. Moreover, a creature in the wall space has to make a DC 15 dex save once every round you're in contact with the wall, taking 18, 48 piercing damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Every kind of... And then we're getting into wall stats, right? So... Every, like, 10-foot section of wall, in case you want to cut it down, has an AC of 5, 15 HP, and is vulnerable to fire damage, and is resistant to bludgeoning and piercing damage, and is immune to psychic damage, because it's a wall.
1: This is uh, pretty much exactly Wall of
0: Ice, except
1: that it adds that one little thing I like, which is you have to make a dex save while you're inside the wall. Each round, you're inside the wall. Yeah. Yeah, And it it makes it piercing damage instead of bludgeoning or whatever. Which is cool.
0: It's another way to, like, block off movement uh in a neat way because the third thing which is my favorite thing magical fog surrounds one creature that the dragon can see within 120 feet of it that creature has to succeed on a dc 15 wisdom save or be charmed by the dragon until the next lair action so basically until the next initiative count 20.
1: so one whole round of almost free charm
0: yeah which is cool uh so this is a way to like lock down the most important party members right so if, like, on one hand, somebody's stuck on vines, on the other hand, somebody's, like, charmed, this is kind of, like, maybe, like, lock down the fight. I don't know if these things are quite as neat as we've been putting them, but, like... The,
1: dra- the dragon is just, like, wow, this is a lot of shit coming my way. Hmm, maybe this round, the sorcerer is gonna be my friend. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we say, for, this isn't, like, suggestion, right? Like, it's not, like, somebody's fighting on the dragon's side. It's, like, friendly, right? Like, we're non-hostile now, right? I don't know how, like
1: yeah i guess that's true uh, hmm.
0: if you want because it's Let a green me... dragon i'll rule in our pretend game uh or our uh, hypothetical game of D D that you they they fight on the dragon side because then I, that was leading me into my my master plan which is like ah. you charm somebody uh and then or no, no no you you do like a big wall around two people and then charm one of the people yeah <laughs> to fight on your side Okay,
1: I had to check succubus real quick just to see like mm-hmm. what does that say about charm it varies it's pretty specific that it yeah. follows orders I still think that it means yeah rules as intended
0: that sure. it's like
1: it's the dragon's friend now it's like whoa whoa guys
0: yeah 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 what a, I mean like I personally again we're at a point in the game where fuck it right yeah, yeah. it lasts for one turn yeah, if, you fuck want, it. if you want it to work like suggestion and you think the team can take it go wild The regional effects are about what you would expect for a forest-dwelling dragon. Generally speaking, like, big thickets and pointy bushes, uh, very tall pointy bushes, will grow out within a mile of the dragon's lair. They act as 10-foot-high, 10-foot-thick walls that block line of sight. It it basically works the same as the wall of bush. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah.
1: A mile-wide labyrinth that takes quadruple movement?
0: Well, I'm imagining, (laughs) right, so, like, they're 10-foot-high, 10-foot-thick, walls uh and it's not like the so i'm imagining like like a hedge maze yeah where it's not like the floors themselves are difficult to move oh, but okay. rather the walls are difficult moving to through the pass through to, okay. yeah gotcha right so i wasn't imagining like like a hard maze but rather like this is a way to introduce some more complexity into your fights leading up to the dragon right some area denial stuff gotcha uh because they you do take a little bit of piercing damage uh, whenever you're oh, in yeah. the, the, the thorns. Gotcha. And they basically have the same stats. Um, moreover, because this is the sneaky kind of dragon, within a mile of its lair, the dragon can just choose to leave no physical evidence of the passage, right? So you can't track it unless you can do it magically. And moreover, it ignores all movement impediments and all damage from plants in the area that are uh, neither magical or creatures, right? So like anything that is kind of grown naturally or within the dragon's own power uh it can just choose to not take damage from which is cool it would be really stupid if it you know thorned itself to death yeah absolutely (laughs) there's a little blurb that says that the plants remove themselves from the dragon's path (laughs) and i like the idea that they just kind of like grow out and then back in yeah part (laughs) like a curtain and then very lastly the rodents and birds within a mile of the dragon's lair serve as like little spies. This is what I mentioned earlier where like squirrels are are the dragon's pets. Uh, and the book also <laughs> says that deer and other large game are strangely absent, hinting at the presence <laughs> of an unnaturally hungry predator. I really like that. Just
1: like I've seen like 800 squirrels, not a
0: single deer. Wow,
1: why, what is not going on? So much of
0: an elk. <laughs> well gosh dang darn. <laughs> In terms of its, like, stat block proper, it's all the stuff, all the greatest hits from the last few things. (laughs) Its intelligence is particularly high. It's got a 20 intelligence compared to the other ones. Uh, Poison is the order of the day where it is immune to poison and the poison condition. Um, It gets all those bonuses to saving throws. It gets some extra skill bonuses because this is kind of like the social manipulative one. We get bonuses to deception and insight and also persuasion in addition to the, the perception and stealth boost that we get. Uh, Its traits are more or less the same as the Black Dragon. They are also amphibious. They can breathe in and out of the water. They also get a swim speed up to 40 feet. uh, And the armor class is a little bit lower, and the hit points are also a little bit lower as well, since this is kind of like the conniving, sneaky one. Uh, It only has an armor class of 21, and it only has 385 HP.
1: What's your to hit at around level 22 let's call it
0: uh i think (laughs) the scale caps out at at 20 oh sorry you're to hit
1: yeah like you're to hit like what's your proficiency bonus um at level at level 20 at level 20 it's probably like plus seven plus six plus seven i'd say seven or eight probably so like to hit let's say max out at plus 13 yeah How's that for a 21 AC? How's that feel? Yeah, yeah. it feels fine. It's all right.
0: Yeah, it feels like you can make it happen quite often. Yeah, it's just like whenever
1: I see these ACs that are above 20, I'm like, "Oh, this is <laughs> hell. Yeah. This is shit." And then I'm
0: like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, but like very I'm I mean, like once you get that far into D&D, you're probably using this for like a level 16, level 17 party anyway. Yeah, who probably have like magic weapons that give them plus bonus to hit. Yeah, is too. Yeah, so, it's it's like, so like it goes, uh, goes it's a uh, give and uh, take. take. You make it work, <laughs> whatever. D and D's rigged towards the players anyway. <laughs> you right. It does. Poison breath. Poison breath is its special thing. Yeah. Um, this is the cone. This is a cone one. It's a 90 foot cone. Wop, big old uh, right angle cone. Every creature in the area has to make a super high DC 22 con save or take 77, 77, 22 d6 poison damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one.
1: Yeah, this is um this is the one that makes me laugh because what what is it level? Hold on. Let me real quick. Do, 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 do. Level 10 monks are just immune to this. <laughs> level 10 monks nope. can just stand
0: there. Well, what about the rogue? <laughs> nope. Well, what about the ranger? Nope. <laughs> oh, I guess con saves, right? Never mind. Yeah, it's a con save. Yeah. So it's like just level 10 monks
1: are just like I don't even care. I choose to fail Mm -hmm. the saving throw. I breathe in,
0: motherfucker. (laughs) I think that's really funny. So, yeah, so this is, uh, I I like the idea of the charm thing where, like, it does wall and then it does charm on on a friend and you can have it, I, if if you're doing that, then make the charm do, like, a suggestion, like, it's, it fights for the dragon kind of thing. It's just for a round,
1: right? Yeah. And it's a pretty low saving throw at the CR it is.
0: Yeah. Alternatively, like, this could be just kind of, like, another lockdown, like, nope, wall, nope, thorns. uh, Be be pheromoned over there for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And just kind of stop all toward advancement toward the dragon, Uh, while the dragon probably has, like, some kobolds or something around to, to compensate for their lower HP and stuff. I hadn't considered, actually, the idea of this green dragon using Conjure
1: Woodland beings to have an army ah. of squirrels fight for it. I mean, like, fuck it, right? <laughs> it's varied rules. They can cast it. I was just thinking about it. I was like, yeah, what kind of things are in its lair? Oh, yeah, and, like squirrels. And... Yeah. Huh. There you go. <laughs> Squirrel
0: cloud. Just hail
1: of acorns.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> White dragons. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, red dragons. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Alphabetically. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were doing red last because they're the strongest, but alphabetically,
0: nope. I mean, whatever. What would you rather? Uh. It's our show. We can do whatever we we've want. We've done
1: everything else in order so far. Let's just fuck All right.
0: <laughs> red dragons. Big boys. Big boys. One of the toughest monsters. Probably the second toughest yeah. monster.
1: <laughs> Tied with gold dragons below Tarask. Yes.
0: In terms of their lair actions... On initiative count 20, they can do one of the three following things. They can make magma erupt from a point nearby with 120 feet of it, creating a 20-foot-high, 5-foot-radius geyser. Every creature in the geyser's area must make a DC 15 deck save or take 21, 21, 66 fire damage on a failed save or half as much as a successful one. They get a free fireball. What a layer action. <laughs> they get a free fireball. Secondly, they can make a tremor shake the lair within a 60-foot radius around themselves. Every creature other than the dragon on the ground has to make a DC 15 deck save or be knocked prone. Another way to lock down things. That's some shit.
1: Like this, in addition to its wing attack legendary action. This could make everybody fall (laughs) down
0: right quick. Man. Lastly, it can make volcanic gases form a cloud within a 20 foot radius, uh, uh, a sphere centered on a point that the dragon can see within 120 feet of it the sphere is lightly obscured it lasts until initiative count 20 on the next round and every creature that starts its turn in the cloud must succeed on a pretty manageable at this point dc 15 con save or be poisoned until the end of its turn and while you're poisoned in this way you are also incapacitated which means that this is another way to lock things down. It also means that the dragon could just straight up fucking eat you here. Because <laughs> uh, it'll have advantage on whatever it chooses to eat you with. Yep, pretty much. Uh, so that's pretty scary. That's why the DC is so low. <laughs> <laughs> it also has a host of regional effects. Very, uh, very, 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 very dramatic ones. Small earthquakes are common within six miles of the dragon's lair. Six whole ass miles. Six whole ass miles into earthquake town. Uh Water sources within one mile of the lair are supernaturally warm and tainted by sulfur. Bad smell in waters. Just, mm, is it devils? Nope. Mm-mm. Dragon. That's dragon. <laughs> That's dragon taste right there. Very lastly, it can make rocky fissures within one mile of its lair form portals to the elemental plane of fire, allowing creatures of elemental fire in the world to dwell nearby.
1: This one's my favorite, yeah. actually.
0: Yeah, I one... love this one you a want... lot. Want some of free? There you go. Pretty much,
1: yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like... Oh, what's that? The forest down the way? A red dragon is there? How long has he been there? Oh, several months? Oh, no. There's, there's no just, forest. Yeah, there's just gins and yeah. ifrit, just yeah. fire elementals shooting pillars into the sky. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a <laughs> bad time. Our problem has magnified. <laughs> hmm.
0: Alright, you ready for this? It's a CR-24 creature. It has an AC of 22, which is, again, you know, still kind of off the charts. Uh, It has... You ready for this? Yup. 546 hit points, I think the most besides Tarasks. I... Uh, uh,
1: If I'm not mistaken... Maybe
0: gold dragons have more, I can't remember.
1: No, that... Hold on. I feel like... Oh, okay. Never mind. Terrests do have more, but not
0: as much more as you would think for six whole CR numbers. So there you go. <laughs> it has a forty-foot run speed, a forty-foot climb speed. Kind of bizarrely, like I guess if it, I I mean mountains. it climbs a mountains. Yeah. yeah. This is these are the things that make the red dragon special, right? Like it gets like climb speed, uh, and then can breathe fire and is immune to fire stuff. Uh, it has an eighty-foot fly speed. All of these things that you imagine. I do want to shout out. It does have a thirty strength which yep. is wild Sure do. cool. It's just a big old number. <laughs> uh, it gets all the bonuses that you would expect. It is munifier damage, like I said. It has a super high passive perception of 26. I've just been trying to pay attention to which one's the most. I'm, I yeah. don't think it's this one, but I think, you know,
1: it's It was, bit... I think, I think green. Yeah,
0: which makes sense. It gets the legendary resistances. It gets all those attacks that you would expect. Obviously, they do a bit more damage because the dragon's strong. It's it gets the fire breath which is i think the single most powerful one uh on a recharge five to six it can breathe out in a 90 foot cone every creature has to succeed on a dc 24 deck save or take 91 91 26 d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one
1: let me, real quick, yeah. let me do a real quick... And this uh, is a recharge
0: five to six, too. Like, you'd think it would be just because of it targets everyone and does a shit ton of damage, uh, that it would be a recharge six. But I guess, you know, fuck it. We're getting into it. Give me one
1: second. Yeah. need I need to I need do... To do uh, run the calculations. Crush what's the, the numbers. How many d6? 26 d6. <sighs> yup. Uh, just so we're clear on what that relates to in terms of, like a spell uh that is a 19th level fireball neat red
0: (laughs) uh and that's like average damage right if you were to roll that shit you could do an obscene amount you could do what 126
1: times 6 is 156 yeah
0: (laughs) y'all y'all sure could that's also like
1: it's also like if you look at its hit dice it's It's given you the average is five forty six because this is one of those things D and D has where it's just like this is what the average HP is. If your players are a lot, use the max hit, the max amount of health it could have, and the max amount of health it could have is like
0: Like nine hundred,
1: right? Uh, twenty. Hold on, let me do it real quick. Yeah,
0: pull up a calculator on that. Twenty eight times twenty. So twenty times twenty is plus what plus 252 so it's 812 maybe... yeah. hit points yeah
1: okay 812 hit points is what this
0: beast could have yeah, yeah. if your players do too much damage there you go <laughs> and i believe like correct me wrong, but i think um what's his face thordak from critical role did have like eight or nine hundred health or whatever he
1: definitely said that he i think he said he used max hit yeah. max hit dice for it yeah
0: uh <laughs> so don't be shy yeah yeah, so this is just like damage, right? Like this is kind of like a big old challenge fight, right? Like this is probably the one of the toughest things you'll throw at your players. Yeah. Uh, the, there, you know, feel free to throw in some some fire if you want to make it just ungodly difficult. Uh, but beyond that, you know, plus the the fire damage from the magma and the knocking things prone and the incapacitation, like I mentioned earlier that you could do the combo of like incapacitate, bite, bite, bite. Yeah. And that, that could just like end it.
1: Yeah. If you're if you're looking for something to lighten your mood, its average damage per round, not counting legendary actions,
0: is sixty nine damage. Hey <laughs> the best number. Single greatest the single
1: number. Single greatest it's the red dragon number.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big, big hits, big, big hits. And so Going from the toughest dragon, we're going to go to the, the, weakest. the weakest dragon. <laughs> uh, white dragons, like we mentioned, they're the weakest of dragons. Their are lair actions. Uh, on initiative count 20, they can make freezing fog, fill a 20-foot radius sphere centered around a point the dragon can see within 120 feet of it. The area is heavily obscured, and every creature in the fog, when it appears, must make a DC 10 con save or take 10 3d6 cold damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Every creature that ends their turn in the fog takes that 3 d six cold damage, and if uh, if if like a big if a hardy gust of wind that goes at least twenty miles per hour sweeps <laughs> on by, it disperses the fog. Otherwise, it lasts until that layer action happens again or until the dragon dies. I like the idea of like the
1: the dragon doing this like oh uh-huh, I'll do this wall of f- ice or like wall of fog, and the, the wizard is just like wind wall yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing is
0: just <sighs> yeah the dragon's that... like oh come on man mm-hmm, that Yasuo shit <laughs> <laughs> second thing he do: jagged ice shards will fall from the ceiling striking up to three creatures underneath that the dragon can see within 120 feet of it uh this is kind of like a ranged spell attack it's kind of like ice bolt yeah it's uh, kind of weird action, which whatever they're just like padding out the damage because I imagine the uh, they're they can't really keep up on hits uh the, it's basically like a ranged spell attack, plus 7 to hit, uh, and on a hit they take another 10, 3, 6 piercing damage. Then, very lastly, they can do Wall of Ice. Uh, the wall can be 30 feet long, 30 feet high, 1 foot thick, anywhere between 120 feet of the dragon. Then we just kind of do wall stuff, right? So yeah. if a creature's within the area, they get pushed out to one side of the wall. Um, this one doesn't do damage. And it doesn't do damage, no, it's just a way to kind of keep things locked down a little bit. If you like fog and walls... If you like fog and walls... You're gonna love... You're gonna love the regional (laughs) effects, where there's chilly fog just within six miles. It's just cold. There's just snow and (laughs) hail, sometimes forming blizzard conditions, while the dragon is asleep. It also just brings up icy walls, places, kind of like the green dragon. Uh, The difference is, is like, you know, it doesn't do damage, but it is, like, a hard lot. You can't walk through the wall of ice, right? (laughs) Well, it can, but... (laughs) Well, it just... the players can't. Oh, the players the can't. The dragon can absolutely can't. do that. The dragon just kind of like charges straight through. Is yeah. the implication? It
1: just it kind of like it says if it wishes to move, all so, it can do so without slowing down. Yeah. Which means it can just kind of like
0: yeah, it just <laughs> stroll
1: through, and it just kind of crumbles around. It. Yeah.
0: The the portion of wall is destroyed when the dragon moves through it, but like I just imagine like it's just so fucking mad <laughs> that it just ch- charges straight through. Uh, And, of course, as is the case, all this stuff fades over time when the dragon dies. Yeah. In terms of its actual stat block, all the same stuff. Uh, Cold is the order of the day. It does uh, cold damage with its breath attack and is immune to cold damage. Um, It is the least intelligent dragon, but it still has a 10 intelligence. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. And, kind of interestingly, it does have both the burrow and swim uh, speeds of, of both blue and black and green dragons Hmm. in case like you know you're in a ice pool
1: yeah and technically with its unique trait it has the climb speed of the red dragon yeah that is
0: also technically true it's one trait that it gets is called ice walk It can move across and climb icy surfaces without needing to make an ability check and also difficult terrain composed of ice or snow doesn't cost an extra movement so if it decides to land it can just walk along the ice
1: it's the apex predator it's very dumb, but it's very mobile. Yeah,
0: but also it's not very dumb. It's just as smart as a yeah. person. <laughs> it's
1: it's it's dumb for a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I kind of wish that they cranked down that intelligence a bit.
1: It's it's funny because I was looking at the wormling stat first, and mm. its intelligence is five. Okay. So I was like, oh, it's really dumb. And then it gets up to ten. Yeah. But looking at a red dragon wormling, baby red dragons have a twelve intelligence. Yeah. So like. Yeah yeah i guess it's it's
0: it's dumb for a dragon but i wish it was just dumb right like i guess ancient it can have a 10 intelligence but adult has a eight right like that's still pretty good i kind of was hoping it'd be in like the six range five forever yeah (laughs) until you get to ancient and then it's like a nine or a 10 or whatever yeah um the breath attack 90 foot cone everybody's got to make a dc 22 con save or take 72 16 d8 cold damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one.
1: Which is a good breath weapon, yeah. because, like, it doesn't work for evasion. Evasion mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. And it does, like, more damage than... more potential damage than the poison one.
0: Yeah, this is a good... like, this fight is a really good way to, like, just keep pressure on, right? Because most of its layer actions just deal damage, uh, and then it... so, like... And then its breath weapon just does solid damage to whatever's around it. Yeah. It does kind of feel like, oh, I'm just going to do damage to you. And if you can survive the amount of damage I can do, you win.
1: Yeah, and it's got away way, like, two-layer actions that have a little bit of area denial to yeah. separate
0: the party as, yeah. like,
1: a hunting thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, feels, feels fine.
1: It's not, even though it's my least favorite dragon, it's not the worst monster. No, so. no, no, it's totally fine. Fine. I should. <laughs> yeah. admit, it has a
0: CR twenty as well. So like we're nah, still yeah. in the end game point. Uh, it has the armor class. It actually has almost a reasonable armor class of twenty. <laughs> almost. Uh, and you know, pretty pretty reasonable HP of three hundred and thirty three, as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's whatever. We're still at the point late enough in the end game where you can just kind of go wild with it. But yes, that is what ice dragons do. I am imagining, like, seal off here. Just kind of keep the pressure up. Because that's kind of what they're about, is just doing damage. Uh, and maybe the party can take it, and maybe they can't.
1: Yeah. That, that is dragons. Is chromatic dragons. That's
0: chromatic dragon. That's half the dragons. That's half the
1: dragons. Luckily, Luckily, metallic dragons next time will be shorter than this. Yeah. Because they are... We can do what we did with all of the secondary dragons here with all of those dragons yeah because they're just the same stat blocks except they have a little extra breath yeah and a little extra stuff little, little, and we get to talk about weapons. their designs and i really like how all the metallic dragons are yeah the,
0: it's <laughs> weird because they're all good aligned but they're not all like good yeah technically and they get <laughs> some weird shit which is quite fun somebody
1: somebody explained it as good from the view of like a god yeah it's just sure. like I mean, like, yeah, I believe in order and goodness, and I also like having fun at the expense of mortals sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's Chromatic Dragons. Uh, they're all uniformly pretty cool. I think that they are kind of overwritten, and they could have been some lore editing For done. Sure. Uh, but, you know, they're dragons, they get the job done. It's true. Thank you so much for listening to this actually really long fucking episode of Tooth and Nail. Holy shit. Uh, I said I'd have <laughs> an hour and 90 minutes. I was not paying attention to the time, and it ended up being like two hours. Um, but it's all right. With the magic of editing, it'll be trimmed down a bit. <laughs> If you enjoyed this super long episode of Dragons, feel free to leave us a good review wherever reviews are bartered and kept. If you didn't like this episode of Tooth and Nail, I would strongly encourage you to just give us a better chance. You know, open your heart <laughs> yeah. a little bit more. If it, it
1: was because this episode was too long, maybe try a different one. We yeah, do a lot of short ones. Or too.
0: <laughs> if conversely you think we shafted dragons, I don't know. Uh, if you if you ask us nicely, we could probably like focus fire on one at some point in a bit.
1: Yeah, tell us what your favorite dragon is.
0: Yeah. But if you're dead set on not liking us, feel free to check out some stuff on nerdsmith.org where you'll find so many things uh, that discuss so many things uh, that I literally don't have the vocal cords to describe (laughs) right now because they're about to die. Yeah. Same. In the meantime, what's our creature comfort for tonight?
1: God, we covered a lot of creatures today, a lot of dragons. Yeah. Personally? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my creature comfort is doing the thing that the blue dragon does. just kind of shimmy underneath oh, the yeah. cover just a nice cover of something. Very, over my, very yeah, soft. Only my nose sticks out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very
0: nice. Uh, I guess mine then would be either the green dragons, which would, <laughs> I guess, be manipulate people into being your friends. Oh, okay. Or the black dragons just sear the flesh off your face.
1: Oh, both good. Both mm. good.
0: Not very comforting.
1: Maybe both at the same time. Well, like
0: sear, sear the flesh of your tongue with a good pizza.
1: Have, like, a face mask, maybe. Yeah,
0: do the opposite. Take care of your face.
1: (laughs) Take care of your face. Yes. It's the only one you got. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Have a good day. (laughs) Bye. Two hours.
1: Two hours it was. Two hours it was, exactly. Holy fuck. (laughs)